children said Christmas means, now it's Christmas and as one of our children said, Christmas means free stuff. I don't know how that works, but somehow, somehow free stuff, getting things, is important at Christmas. Uh, and I wonder what sorts of things you've got this morning. I wonder if you want to tell us what you've got. Does anybody want to share if they've opened their present already? I'm going to come right to the back. There's a hand in the air. Yes, okay. Right, I've got my microphone. Fuzzy crackle, fuzzy crackle. Here we go. What did you get, young man? Nintendo Switch. A Nintendo Switch. I know those. Those are really cool. Anyone else got one? Jane. Oh, sorry. A two and a thousand piece box of Lego. (laughs) Two more. Yes. Nintendo Switch. Also Nintendo Switch. That seems to be the toy of the moment. And Autumn Ray. A house. A house. Okay, so you've got a house. Do you mean a doll's house? Do. Fantastic. Okay, so the things that we get tend to tell us about the things we like to do or what people think we like to do. Or they say something about what they think we'd be interested in, how we'd like to spend our time or grow and develop. I don't want any more fitness books. Thank you very much. No, we don't. Thank you very much. Somebody else's jeans or sit-up bars for Christmas, do we? No, we don't. Thank you very much. Somebody else is with me there. Brilliant. Oh, no, sorry. Richard will have one. Fine. There's something coming for you. Right. So, but we, we read in our reading that these magi, these wise men, had travelled an enormously long way. And they must have been really, really good travellers because when they got stuck, they asked for directions. We don't normally do that. If you're going to do some driving today or over this week, you're probably going to just, oh, I know the way. But they asked for directions. And they sort of said, where am I going to find this king? And that's the most curious thing, that people who lived miles and miles away saw that there was this king had been born. Perhaps, you know, it's common in ancient history for astrologers and astronomers to discern in the stars that an important person had been born. Wise men turned up at Alexander the Great's birth. They turned up at Caesar Augustus's birth. They turned up at um, Cyrus the Persian's birth. Really important people. And the wise men saw it in the stars. So it's not unheard of. And they bring the kinds of gifts you bring a king. They bring gold, because that was the most precious commodity that there was. And it was a sign of their power and their earthly gold. Not even Terry's all gold. Gold for Christmas. No, see, not even Terry's gold. Not even Terry's all gold. No, okay, so we didn't even get those. So they got gold. So none of us are here at King's because none of us got gold. That was one of the gifts you brought a king. They also brought frankincense. All of these kings, Caesar and, and all these guys, they got brought incense, this special one that you burned, because they all thought in those days that just because you were king meant you were at least half a god. Caesar was supposed to be the son of one of the gods, Zeus. So it's quite important that they bring along these gifts that speak about who this person is. So the wise men, the magi, bring these gifts to Jesus. And they call him a king. And I find that fascinating because his people are scattered and his country's under occupation. It doesn't look like he's going to be an ordinary sort of king. What kind of king is he going to be? 
Well, that's what makes Herod nervous in our story. I don't want another king to have to fight with to keep control of my land. But it's a different sort of king because the third gift is the one that gives it away. They also bring myrrh. They bring myrrh. In the Old Testament, a prophet Isaiah said that the kings from far away would come to this special child and they would be left out this myrrh and the magi bring this, which adds another dimension to it because it was something that was used in worship. Myrrh was an oil, a fragrant oil, that was, had everything to do with holiness. It was so important that only priests could wear myrrh. Only priests could have myrrh poured on them because it was a sign of their holiness. Well, I don't think I want myrrh poured over me. I don't think I'm that holy. But I think it's something important about bringing myrrh to Jesus' birth. Because it was something that only priests could wear. And priests are people who, in olden times, would represent the people to God and would represent God to the people. And that's what Jesus did. That's what the gift of myrrh tells us. That he would present the people to God and he would present God to the people. That he would be someone who stood in the middle. Someone who understood what it is to be human but also knew what it was to be divine. That's what that reading in Philippians is about. He became like us, so we could become like him. He stands in that gap, and he helps us understand. And myrrh points not just to his holiness, but also to what he would do. Some of the gifts we've got at burial. Burial because he would give himself. He didn't just give himself in his birth. He also gave himself at his death, that standing in that gap between God and man, he would bridge that gap for us. That he would make it right between us. That he would represent all of our wrongness to God and he would represent all of God's forgiveness to us. The myrrh was really important. Because the myrrh tells us that God didn't just give himself, he gave himself to keep on giving himself. And because of the resurrection, he can keep on giving himself. When we want help, he gives us help when we turn to him in prayer. When we want direction, he gives us direction. When we want wisdom and understanding, we hear his voice. When we want to just cry out and say, this is really tough, he listens because he's been through it. He gives everything that we need because he came to give himself in order that we might keep on receiving him. He gave his life for ours, which is the greatest gift we could ever receive. So think about the gifts, think about what you're giving, but also thank God that he gave his self for us. Shall we stand? We journey. We're all on journey. Some of us feel far from God, some of us feel very close, but we're going to sing about how far that can sometimes be that God has done that journey too. You will need your white song sheets with how far on them. It's the uh, one by Matt Redman.
sit or kneel. We know we don't match up. We know that we can't stand before God, but we trust that because of Jesus we can come and find forgiveness. I'm going to lead us through a short confession. It's a response. If I say we have sinned, if you want, say forgive us and heal us. We have sinned. Forgive us and heal us. Lord of grace and truth, we confess our unworthiness to stand in your presence as your children. The Virgin Mary accepted your call to be the mother of Jesus. Forgive our disobedience to your will. We have sinned. Forgive us and heal us. Your Son, our Saviour, was born in poverty in a manger. Forgive our greed and rejection of your ways. We have sinned. Forgive us and heal us. The shepherds left their flocks to go to Bethlehem. Forgive our self-interest and lack of vision. We have sinned. Forgive us and heal us. The wise men followed the star to find Jesus the King. Forgive our reluctance to seek you. We have sinned. Forgive us and heal us. Well, by means of absolution, here are some words from Scripture that tell us how much God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask John to lead us in prayer. Not lead us. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you on this day of celebration to thank you for the wonderful gift of your Son. We thank you for all you have done for us, for all the gifts you have given, and for your endlessly forgiving grace. Lord, we are sorry for what we have done wrong, for not trusting you, for not helping others, for not caring, for not loving, for not being the people we should be. We are sorry when we walk on by, when we say or do wrong, when we curse or when we deny you. Lord, give us your forgiveness, we pray. Lord, we pray for your almighty and holy intervention for the problems around the world, for natural disaster, famine, war, poverty, tyranny, and all man-made conflicts. Lord, on this special day, help us to rejoice to be loving, kind and fair. Help us to be more like you today and each day forward. Let's have a moment of quiet reflection. Lord, for all you have done and all you will do, for your great gifts, for your holy and treasured gift of Jesus Christ, who we celebrate today, we give you thanks and praise. 
Lord, we pray that as we go from here, we'll be full of your light and your love and your joy. And this will last us and sustain us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, in a moment we're going to stand to sing O Little Town of Bethlehem, which is number one. Fabulous, well done, see? Where were you? (laughs) But this morning, one of the things we thought we'd do is we're going to have communion together, but before we do that, we'd like just, I've asked a couple of people to just maybe say one thing shortly about how God has really been part of their life this year. So if that's, if that's you and you've responded to that, then please uh, think about that during this next carol. But let's stand together to sing O Little Town of Bethlehem, which is number one. Would you like to take a seat? And I don't know if anyone who's actually offered to do a testimony has come today. That's, fu- that's fine. We can press on. No? Okay. Okay. So, we're going to take communion this morning. And one of the important things that we're going to be doing is we're going to actually be sharing it amongst ourselves. So, rather than you coming up to the front, 
we're going to pass it along the rows. Okay? That means that you just pass the bread to the next person and they take a piece of bread, deal, uh, then that's all we need to do. And stewards will uh, make sure that it gets passed on to the next row. But we want to build a sense of sharing. You've already had to share carol sheets. But actually Jesus is about giving ourselves to others in more ways than just that, isn't he? The prayer I'm going to use is prayer D, and it has this response in it. I will say this is his story, and you will say, if you want to, this is our song, Hosanna in the highest. Should we practice? This is his story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. Well, fabulous. I also have some gluten-free wafers if you need. Um, but that's, and just let me know, and I'll bring them to you. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's right to give thanks and praise. Almighty God, good Father to us all. Your face is turned towards your world. In love you gave us Jesus, your son, to rescue us from sin and death. Your word goes out to call us home to the city where angels sing your praise, and we join with them in heaven's song. Holy, holy, are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Father of all, we give you thanks for every gift that comes from heaven. To the darkness, Jesus came as your light. With signs of faith and words of hope, he touched untouchables with love and washed the guilty clean. This is his story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. The crowds came out to see your son, yet at the end they turned on him. On the night he was betrayed, he came to table with his friends to celebrate the freedom of your people. This is his story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food. He took bread, gave thanks. He broke it and said, this is my body given for you all. Jesus gave thanks for the wine. He took the cup. He gave it to them and said, this is my blood shed for you all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance. Hosanna in the highest. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup, we celebrate the cross on which he died to set us free. Defying death, he rose again and is alive with you to plead for us and for all the world. This is his story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. So send your spirit upon us now, that by these gifts we may feed on Christ with eyes opened and hearts on fire. May we and all who share this food offer ourselves to live for you and be welcomed at your feast in heaven where all creation worships you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, 
on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. For lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, so draw near with faith and receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts, faith, and with thanksgiving. Amen.
May the joy of the angels, may the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of Jesus Christ be yours this Christmas. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand where you are. Thank you very much. I've never got that right. <laughs> it's because I'm short. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is number 10. Well done there. <laughs>
Okay, but you could go in. Yeah, yeah, like I think you've got the work today. Or have some to be taking holiday. 